Hello, this is Joan D. Martin from Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of today's post is, Does Remote Work Shift the Balance of Power from Your Boss to You? Maybe, but you will have more time, energy, and money, and our economy will benefit too. I'm going to start with a quote from the Nobel Prize winning economist and New York Times opinion columnist Paul Krugman. Quote, CEOs may rant about lazy or per musk immoral workers who don't want to go back to their cubicles, but the purpose of an economy is not to make bosses happy. End quote. I read Krugman's Times op-ed a few days ago and have been thinking about it ever since. He discusses a few ways remote work impacts our economy, focusing primarily on the reduction in commuting time and how that impacts both the gross domestic product, GDP, and perhaps more importantly, our personal lives. Here's another quote from that op-ed. But it's not hard to make the case that the overall benefits from not commuting every day are equivalent to a gain in national income of at least one and maybe several percentage points. That's a lot. There are very few policy proposals likely to produce gains on that scale. End quote. For the last few years, I've been thinking about the additional benefits of remote work not only the literal commuting time, and if you drive, the fuel cost, car wear and tear, and the stress of daily traffic, but the less talked about and less quantifiable pluses of working from home. For me and millions of other workers, it's the upfront time, energy, and monetary cost of getting ready for work, which the employer does not pay. Packing lunch? Who can afford to pay purchase a $20 sandwich every day? Getting dressed, which includes purchasing work-appropriate clothes and attempting to fashion at least a passable professional look. These efforts exponentially add to the time, money, and personal energy expenditure of working in an office. And I hate to admit this in 2023, but it looks like women still hold the edge in time spent getting ready for work. With with makeup application and putting together an outfit rather than a suit and tie uniform, research shows that women also complete more household tasks before work, like feeding children and pets and even starting dinner, which gobbles more personal time and energy before one even arrives at their paying job. And let's not forget leaving our pets behind for nine hours a day. They need us and we need them. And it's comforting and stress-reducing just to be able to pet them and take them for a short walk at lunch without driving to and from work again. Why should an employer pay for therapy dog visits to the office when you have yours at home? Since the pandemic's initial lockdown ended, and employers began encouraging and then requiring employees to return to the office, there has been 
a bit of an employee rebellion. Some workers quit their jobs outright. Others retired early, and for those who stayed with their pre-pandemic employment, they continued to search for jobs that paid more and offered more flexibility, like working from home or at least a hybrid arrangement. Workers who remained in their position also engaged in what is now called quiet quitting, where they simply decided to do the minimum required of their jobs and nothing else. And you know what? None of these choices benefit the employer. I had the privilege of working remotely for two and a half years during the pandemic, and the benefits to me were enormous. Out of bed a half hour or so before my login time, making tea and breakfast and working in my robe until noonish, there was almost no energy expended toward any other tasks except work a plus for both my employer and me. And yes, I effectively earned more money after eliminating commuting costs and leading into a robe, sweatpants, and t-shirts as a wardrobe staple. I'm not praising a slovenly look for conducting business, even if you are in the privacy of your own home, but rather pointing out the virtues of choice including how and why you expend your energy. And workers' choice is a threat to employers because it tips the balance of power. Remember how over half the states reacted when they thought employees were getting the upper hand with the extra unemployment benefits dispensed through the CARES Act? Employees had the audacity to pick and choose what jobs pay scale, and benefits suited them best. 26 states ripped the extra $300 from unemployed workers' hands, even if it were just a few months before these extra funds were set to expire anyway. These states claimed that potential employees were wallowing in their newfound wealth and purposefully delaying a return to work. Well, statistics... uh, that were calculated after that mo- that extra money was removed proved that to be completely wrong. Um, so by insisting on a return to the office, it is now the employers who are rebelling, apparently against more rested and relaxed workers who can devote more of their energies to work, but who are out of their direct daily control. I understand the majority of American workers don't have the option to work from home, but those, but according to data gathered in February of 2023 by Pew Research Center, of those employees who have the choice, close to 35% work fully remotely, up from only 7% before the pandemic. This Pew Research Center chart breaks down exactly why employees prefer working from home. And the the title is, Most Teleworkers in the U.S. Say Working from Home Helps Them Balance Their Work and Personal Lives. That certainly makes sense, I would say. What is most important to me about Krugman's opinion piece is his explanation of the purpose of an economy, not an issue that a layperson 
and someone fundamentally unschooled in economics like me has explored in any detail. I have a basic belief that our government should organize around and devote its resources to support the common good. But it is really the full power of our economy that should be organized to embrace and support this principle too. Krugman recognized for his work in economics with the Nobel Prize, clearly not a layperson, says, quote, the purpose of an economy is not to make bosses happy. And I added, but rather, and then to serve human needs, not generate favorable statistics. So according to a Nobel Prize winning economist, the purpose of an economy is to serve human needs. That's interesting. And it's also interesting to realize that until the pandemic forced us to remain in our homes, and that's if we were lucky enough not to be frontline workers, most employees never questioned whether they needed to head to an office for 9 to 10 hours each day, five days a week. According to a Vox article written in early 2022 that offered its take on why employees were balking at a forced return to the office, quote, going to the office never really worked for everyone. It was just what everyone did, end quote. Now that remote work has be- is becoming an acceptable and valid choice, employees are choosing what serves their needs and statistics seem to demonstrate that employers benefit too. What are your thoughts on working from home versus the office? How many of you would work remotely if given the choice? Feel free to share your ideas in the comment section below. And as always, if you are not already a subscriber, why not take this opportunity to join our community with a free or paid subscription? A new paid subscription or an upgrade from a free to paid subscription will allow me to expand this newsletter with additional primary source information like interviews and public information requests and expanded podcast offerings to include real live guests. Although I won't be going on strike anytime soon, Current TV writers' strike demonstrates that writers deserve to be paid and paid well for their work, just like any other profession. So thank you in advance for your financial support of my writing. As always, thanks for reading and thanks for listening. I'll see you next time at Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America.